Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. A few stories about the uh, wives, mothers, and daughters of the Rebbe's of, um, of Chabad and their contribution to the uh, existence and to the survival and to the success of Hasidic teachings. The Rebbe's mother, Rebbe Tzunchana, who came to the United States in 1947, lived right next door to my family as we were growing up in an apartment building, 1418 President Street in Brooklyn. We lived in 1414. And we would see the Rebbe's mother every day when the weather was good, uh, taking a walk in front of the house with her aristocratic bearing the way she carried herself, the wise eyes, the knowing eyes, and the um, that satisfied smile that we thought came perhaps from the fact that they, the communists, the KGB, who had taken her husband's life, had tried to stop Judaism, the, gro- this, the teachings of Judaism, the growth of Judaism, and particularly Hasidic teachings of Hasidic Jew- Judaism. They had tried their best, and they had failed. Because here she was in the United States, and Hasidus was growing and blossoming under the leadership of her son. Or was it just a mother's smile, a smile of nachas, from seeing her son's greatness, and his success. It was on the sixth day of Tishrei that the Rebetzin, there was a Shabbos afternoon, that the Rebetzin was taken to the, to the hospital and later that day passed away. This was 1964 on Simchas Torah. The Rebbe's custom was to teach a new nigun, to teach a new song, introduce a new song, every year at the end of the uh, holiday, at the end of the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Every year he would teach a new song. He taught ten songs altogether. And in that year, 1964, after the Rebbe had introduced a new song and uh, the people had memorized it, had picked it up, the Rebbe then surprised everyone and said, we don't know what's going to be next year, so we'll teach another song. And he taught a second song that year. This was 64. Simchas Torah of 65 was just a few days after his mother had passed away on the 6th of Tishrei. And so the Rebbe did not teach a song that Simchas Torah and uh, and not since. So the Rebbe had a premonition a year earlier 
that uh, that his mother would pass away. There are a number of little incidents in the Rebbe's life that we know from the Rebbetzin, from his mother. For example, Hasidim didn't know the Rebbe's birthday until his mother came to the United States. We didn't know that at the age of two, two and a half, the Rebbe had a tendency to crawl out of his bed and join the minion davening in his father's home because the communists had shut down all the synagogues. The Rebbe's mother related that she caught him doing this once and not wanting anyone to know how special this child was, she whisked him out of the room before anyone could notice. We also know that the Rebbe, who instituted a a whole new learning schedule, a whole new learning phenomenon, in honor of his mother after she passed away, the teaching of a Rashi. Every week, the Rebbe would uh, let us know which Rashi he is going to analyze, and he would analyze it and explain it and, uh, and introduce a whole new way of understanding and of seeing Rashi's commentary. He then also would explain a comment written by his father on the Zohar, on Kabbalah, since his father, Ablevi Yitzchak, was a great Kabbalist. The writings came to the United States with the Rebbe Tzanchana, with his mother, and she had even made it possible for her husband to make those uh, notes, to write those notes, while he was in exile in Russia. She produced the ink, she found the paper, she made it possible for those commentaries to, uh, to be recorded and then brought them with her to the United States.